Oh, good morning, everybody. Nice to be here this morning. A nice sunny day. And uh, on the top, I'll get there in a minute. Right, thank you. I thought we'd look this morning at one Psalm 126. Psalm 126, and we especially think of the last verse, but uh, we'll read the whole psalm uh, together. Psalm 126. When the Lord brought back the captives to Zion, we were like men who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for us. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. Restore our futures, O Lord, like streams in the Negev. Those who sow in tears will reap with songs of joy. He who goes out weeping shall will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with him. I thank you for joining in. I thought there was an echo there halfway through and I was a bit weary. <laughs> but uh, it's good that we can read the scriptures together. Verse 6. He who goes out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with him. When Jesus was here on earth, he instructed his disciples to evangelise the world. And in Matthew 28 we read, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptising them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Then in Mark we read, He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. If we have good news, then surely we like to share it. I remember when our daughter was uh, born, 38 years ago now, um, I remember going around to a number of people in the locality that we were very friendly with. It was good news to us, and uh, I was keen to share it and to pass it on. But I wonder, how keen are we? to share God's love for us. How keen are we to go and tell others of what God has done for mankind? Many years ago, people used to get on boats and travel for months, travelling around the world to go and reach various peoples. But today, we don't even need to leave our shores there are so many different nationalities that we have on our own doorstep. But unfortunately, 
the church to a large extent has forgotten the mission to the people of the world. We've given our attention to maybe lesser things. Always remember hearing of church where their business meetings were taken up with tasks such as cutting the grass. And you question, well, what is the priority of that church? What is it that motivates that church? And so they were more concerned about the buildings, the finance, the committees. Don't get me wrong, they're important in their own time. But surely our main goal should be to evangelise the lost, to share with those that we come in contact with, those that are outside of God's kingdom. When we are first saved, we were enthusiastic. But how easy it is to lose that enthusiasm. I grew up in the East End and I spent many years um, in Allgate and uh, the church was in Mile End and uh, we used to go to visit the homes and flats in the local area. Probably a bit more difficult today because they've all got entry doors and things. But in those days we could go and we could wander around the landings of the flats and tell of the love of the Lord Jesus. And I can't say that I found it too difficult today. I might question it more. Um, but in those days, I was young, I was enthusiastic, and there was a love for the Lord Jesus. I read somewhere from London City Mission, they say that one in three people in London today are unlikely to hear the gospel as they are part of communities unlikely to know a Christian who can share their faith and invite them to a church. What a tragedy that a third of London are hardly ever likely to hear of the love of the Lord Jesus. Unfortunately, many churches, their only growth is where they're trading sheep, where they exchange numbers. People move in, people move out. And uh, it's not new souls that are always being one for our Lord and Saviour. How we give thanks for Alpha and Christianity explored, explored. The opportunity to share of the love of the Lord Jesus and what Christianity means. How we need to get back to God's plan to reach the world and I'm sure each one of us needs to play our part in doing that. It's not easy, it's not uh, straightforward always and yet what a task it is to reach out and to share our love for the lost. But what was the first part of our reading? It says, he who goes out and that it's the going that's the key and the first part to that verse. 
going. It's probably easier to do anything else in the church, to serve on committees, to give money, to send others, uh, to sit back. It's easier to be part of a faction than maybe get into action. And when the church begins to go, surely it does begin to grow. And so we have a responsibility to go out and to share our love with those around us. But the second part of God's plan is weeping. Goes out weeping. There's a cost. There's a desire that we have. Most of us probably don't go because we do not care as much as we should. How we need a genuine concern for lost souls. Paul could say in Romans, I speak the truth in Christ, I am not lying. My conscience confirms it in the Holy Spirit. I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart, for I could wish that I myself were cursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, those of my own race. There are tears of the heart seeing the lost as God sees them. But each one in our world is surely precious to Christ and how we need to reach out to those that don't hear, those that don't know the love of the Lord Jesus. The third part of God's plan is sowing, carrying seed to sow. We learn from Luke 8, it says, this is the meaning of the parable, the seed is the word of God. Jesus told that parable of the sower, Matthew 13, Mark 4 and Luke 8. That farmer goes out with a bag over his shoulder. He doesn't have the mechanical means that farmers have today where they can put the seed exactly where they want it. That farmer of old would have had his bag and would have just thrown the seed and we know that it landed in many places. But the aim was still the same. That farmer wanted to reap a harvest. Likewise, we can't pick and choose who we'd like to speak and witness to. Surely we need to share our faith with all those around us. And so we're reminded that some seed fell along the path. And what happened to that seed on the path? The birds came and ate it up. It didn't even enter the ground. It didn't even have a chance to grow and therefore did not benefit from the soil. And it didn't last long. Some seed fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. 
But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. I know at this time of year we seem to grow more weeds than we do vegetables on our allotment. They seem to just spring up from anywhere. And uh, you leave it a week and you think, oh, when was the last time we came and did something here? They just come up. And yet, the true seed isn't coming up as well as we would like. Some seed fell among thorns. Yes, it grew up, but it choked the plants. It choked the good things that were around it. But then some seed fell on good soil and brought forth fruit. And it tells us a hundred times what was sown, sixty times what was sown, thirty times what was sown. And so what was the meaning of this parable? Well, it says, when anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in his heart. There's no depth, there's no substance. And so, this seed along the path was quickly taken away. Then there was the one who received the seed that fell on rocky places. He's like a man who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since it has no root, he lasts only a short time. How many of those people have we seen? Yes, they're all enthusiastic. They're all keen. And yet, where are they a period of time later? When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, he quickly falls away. Then there was the seed that fell among thorns. The man who hears the word, but the worries of his life and deceitfulness of wealth, choking it, making it unfruitful. Yes, there are many things that occupy our time and our efforts. There are many things that will come in place of God and his love through the Lord Jesus. But then, there is, <coughs> sorry, there is the seed that fell on good soil, the man who hears and understands it. That good seed produces a crop a hundredfold, sixtyfold, thirtyfold, what was sown. We've seen that. We can experience that. We know how profitable when seed is sown it can be. How can we sow that good seed? We can sow by speaking to others about our Lord Jesus Christ. Surely our testimony is what encourages and attracts others to Christ. And I ask myself the question, when was the last time we shared our testimony with someone? We sow by living consistent Christian lives. 
People need to see the lives we live. They need to see that we're different from the world's standards and ways and that we have our abilities fixed in the Lord Jesus. We sow by using maybe gospel tracts or other literature that people need to hear and learn from experiences. There may be other ways that we sow as we share our faith. But the fourth part of God's plan is reaping. We'll return with songs of joy, carrying sheaves with him. How pleased that farmer is and he rejoices when that harvest comes. He spent many months preparing, sowing, nurturing and now he finally gets the reward. He can enjoy the fruits of his labour. And when we share with others, surely we will see results. We must make the effort to reap, to win people for Christ. Likewise, how we need to spend time with people, to prepare them, to sow, to nurture and to bring that person to Christ. How we shouldn't leave it to someone else. We all need to take a personal interest in this and enjoy the blessing. Unfortunately, so much in life is left to others and in the Christian life we can leave things to others. We need to play our part to get results and to build Christ's kingdom. Let's return to the basics of the Christian message. How did Christ win souls? He taught and he shared his testimony and we need to do likewise. Let's get back to winning souls, to share our faith with others and we can do that at any time. And winning souls brings rejoicing and future joy, as Luke says. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. We're not asked to evangelise Billericay and win the whole of Billericay. We're not asked to evangelise our whole street. Just one sinner who repents, there's much rejoicing. One contact that we have, one person that we share our faith with and bring to Christ, there's great rejoicing. Reminds us of that lady in the lost coin. She had ten silver coins, she loses one. Maybe she still had nine. Why worry about one that got lost? We were out with our granddaughters the, a couple of weeks ago and uh, the youngest one had a dummy in her mouth and unfortunately it dropped out somewhere on the path and uh, she was anxious to have this dummy 
and uh, we didn't know where it was. So my other granddaughter decided, well, I'll go and retrace our steps and see if I can find it. And it wasn't long before she did find it. There it was, laying on the floor where it had been uh, dropped. There was rejoicing because she suddenly found this dummy that had been mislaid. But it wasn't an easy task. We needed to go back and see quite an area that we'd covered. Likewise, this woman, many of the houses wouldn't have had windows. They had earthen floors. It was not going to be easy to find this missing coin. She lights a lamp. She sweeps the house and searches carefully until she finds it. And what does she do when she finds that coin? She calls her friends and neighbours together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. That missing coin was precious to her. How much more precious should each one be that we seek to win for Christ? Do we value telling others about Christ? May he give us a desire and a help to do this and may we seek to reach out to share our faith with those that are outside the kingdom. Those third that probably will never hear about the Lord Jesus unless someone reaches out to them and shares with them. So may we be helped in our path, in our way of reaching out to others. Thank you, John.